You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Hey and welcome to the Content Academy podcast. My name is Paul Caffrey. I am joined by Philip McGrath. Uh, We're gearing up for a high octane episode of the Content Academy podcast. How are you, Phil? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. This is going to be a good show. I can feel it. Um, We have Chad Denke on the show today. And in an interesting turn, I suppose, to some of our more recent podcasts, Chad has built a business online out of his passion, uh, which is flipping motorbikes. That's where he started out. He started out in a motorbike trade and now earns a living online um, flipping motorbikes and also teaching others how to do the same. So he's really managed to turn his passion into a business. Yeah, and it's it's absolutely, um, you hear a lot of people saying it, and, and then you often hear people being kind of, you know, um, cynical thinking, yeah, 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 that's not really, that can't really be done, but the truth is it can, you know, um, well, we obviously did it with our with our football business, and um, Chad has done it with his his motor uh, his motorbike uh, business itself. Um, in the episode, I mean, we, we speak about... Um, a lot uh, about the struggles of getting started, how to actually start producing that content, you know, where to go, what to do when you are looking to start, and particularly with, the, you know, the tech piece. We don't dig into it too much, but there's a couple, of, a couple of tips and a couple of themes there mentioned, which could be very, very useful for, for people starting out. And, and also, it's, a, it's another example of um, a side hustle. You know, this doesn't necessarily need to be something which, uh, changes, you know, means you quit your job today, uh, essentially. But if you want to actually earn a little bit more uh, income on the side and you're passionate about something, this could somehow, you know, open your eyes to that potential that you can actually make that happen. Yeah, I think it's it's more than the shift in mindset to be able to realize that you, you can work on your passion and also generate income. And certainly we spoke to Chad about that, about how he does it and how he manages to get the most out of his content obviously the years he spent in the industry help him when it comes to producing the content but just a little shift in mindset in terms of what you can do and maybe ways for you at home who's listening to this and that you could start to look at possibly monetizing the knowledge that you have within an industry or niche absolutely so i suppose without further ado let's go over to chad denke from motorcyclebrokerking.com Yes, so as I said, we have Chad Denke on the line from MotorcycleBrokerKing.com. Chad, how the hell are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm pretty fired up to be here today. I appreciate you guys having me on. No, listen, thank you for agreeing to come on um, and sparing us the time of your day to have a chat with us and our wonderful audience. I suppose for those who wouldn't be familiar with you, you might give them a bit of background on yourself, so where you started and what you're at at the moment. Yeah, so I started out in the motorcycle industry, uh, you know, back in basically 1995, got out of uh, high school and figured out quickly that college really wasn't for me. And so I started out as a grunt, basically as a lot tech. And if you don't know what that is, it's just a guy that cleans and does all the grunt work. Um, It's pretty much at the bottom of the barrel. Worked my way into sales because I always knew I wanted to do that. And yet, I didn't need a college education. And then I worked my way as a finance manager, a sales manager. And then eventually, it was a GM of my own store. 
And over that time, I started putting in a lot of hours, man. Um, I was working 60-hour work, week, work weeks. I was came, got into industry because I loved it. But over time, uh, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired of working 60 hours a week, building somebody else's dream. And I got totally burnt out. And I just said to myself, you know, that's just not right. I'm in an industry that's supposed to be fun. And I wasn't enjoying it. I hadn't vacationed in over 10 years. Hadn't had a Saturday off in over 10 years. And I was just done. And so eventually, uh, I just said, you know, I'm going to go off out on my own. And I just, I, I just jumped in feet first. And with uh, really no system, no way. And it's just started uh, buying motorcycles on the side on my own. I was broke, busted, disgusted, didn't really have any money. I borrowed 1200 bucks from my dad. And I started doing vintage motorcycles. And it just slowly built from there. I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning, uh, big, a lot of mistakes. But over time, I just started to you know, figure things out and come up with the system. And I started to build my nest egg. And I moved from vintage. And then I moved on to start doing newer stuff to where I started making more money. And just over time, I, I just started to build a system. And, and here I am now. Uh, you know, it's, it's, geez, I've been off on my own for over 10 years now. And really, uh, you know, I'm buying and selling it daily. And so that's just, just kind of the journey that I, that I went on. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. It's, you know, it, it, that's the beauty of the modern age, I suppose, that you can go out on your own and make money with your passion and what you truly want to do. Um, and I mean, for, for those of, of you who may be tuning into the podcast for the first time today, both myself and Paul started out with just a hobby blog. That's what it was. It was just for fun. Um, which led to a business and that's brought us to where we are at this point in our entrepreneurial journeys um so i really love that uh, you also have that kind of background story in there that it wasn't a, a case that this is something i'm gonna really push 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 to start a business you were in the industry it was something you loved it wasn't a, a career choice for you there was no other choice this was it and that was that was all you were going to do yeah exactly so, I mean, obviously you started out on your own, you started buying bikes and then reselling them. Um, at what point did you discover that there was other people coming to you and kind of going, you know, what, the information I have about this is valuable to other people? You know, that, that's interesting. It was just, you know, over the years, I always had friends. Obviously, when you're in the power sports industry, you got friends. And, you know, if you're riding, every, you, you associate with people. You know, birds are a feather. They flock together. And so, you know, I had other friends. But over time, I would just I would get around people. And they say, what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I flip motorcycles. I buy and sell. And, and a lot of times more around camping because they would see a lot of the stuff I have. And, and you know, people say, man, I, I just love to do that. And it just kind of dawned on me that, you know, I said, I had an aha moment. And I said, you know, uh, this really isn't rocket science. It, it really boils down to a couple simple things. If you know what to buy and you buy it right and you have a distribution, you know, your connections, it's, it's really simple. It's the path. It's the path to figuring all that out, it's, which is the hard point. But if you already have the roadmap and, and the things uh, like you said, you know how to set up the network and you know what bikes are hot and you know what's not and you know the pitfalls, then, you know, it, it's really not all that hard. And I said, you know, I could I could show people how to do this and make an additional income. And that, that was the thing. It's, it, you know, uh, 
the average American, if $500 would save their home now. And I was like, you know, I could show people how to do this. It's not something you're going to get rich at. It's something you're going to have passion about. And you can make an additional 500 to two, three, four thousand dollars to go full time. It's, you know, it's a, it's a whole different thing, but to go part-time and make a great lit, you know, make extra money and maybe send your kid to college or uh, you want retirement or whatever it might be. I said, this is a real path for people. It's not some, you know, pie in the sky thing. And I said, I, I could definitely do that. And so um, I had that aha moment and I set out to do that. And I'm the type of person, like I said, if I, I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. And so eventually I, I went out and I put it to the test and I went out and found a couple people. Uh, I did a litmus test, uh, showed them how I do stuff day to day. And things just started from there. And that's how I really came into the academy is just showing people how to do what I do. I really like that. I mean, there's so much there that is just, you know, it's just real, you know. And I suppose, again, a little bit myself and Phil, we started talking about football. It was, you know, it was that total side hustle, just kind of online business. We were talking about our passion. If, if you know, if we weren't blogging about football, we were talking about it anyway with our friends. And I'm sure that, you know, Chad, you're probably, you're obviously out riding. You're probably out talking about bikes. A passion is a passion. So to be able to turn that into, you know, a part-time job, which which changes your life, let's face it. I mean, even a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars, that's life-changing money, If it's especially if it's on top of a, an existing income as well, which is massive. But, I mean, a lot of people are in the position of they wouldn't have a clue what to do i mean what were the first steps you took how did you actually get online you know the first steps uh it's kind of i just started looking at other businesses like yourself and other other people that are more on the internet based business and i i just had to kind of model things from there because the one thing about what i do is you don't see it anywhere you don't find information on the internet it is really like um, a, a blacksmith. I mean, you just can't teach somebody how to go start sharpening steel. You know, it's it's really something yeah. that, you know, it, you, you got to be in the trenches. And so uh, it, that was the thing. It's a kind of a lost art. Like there's only a few guys like me that do what I do. And, but so I had to go to the internet and I, I plugged into people like uh, you know, Paflin and, a cut, you know, you see all the other people and uh, Kim and Luna and, and stuff. And I started learning Facebook and how to do things. And I started running ads uh, on Facebook. And, and I just recently, I've added everything. I built a private Facebook group, which is Motorcycle Broker Masterminds. And I have Motorcycle Broker uh, King, which is obviously the website, but there's also a, a Facebook page. And I just started to build a following and say, you know, and I put, a, again, a litmus test out there. It was like, uh, you know, are people interested in this? And I ran some Facebook ads and, and I niched things down and there was a huge response. And so that's that's really how I got the word out there. Because, again, the biggest thing about my industry is you mentioned auto brokers and people go, oh, yeah, I know what that is. But then if you say, well, I'm a motorcycle broker, people just kind of look at you cross-eyed like, but well, what are you talking about? And the, the, the reality is, is there's no difference between the two. But the difference between the industries is, is the motorcycle industry is light years behind the car industry because it, it's really a mom and pop shop uh, industry that turned into a business that, you know, big business owners own now because they bought out all the mom and pop shops. So the concept hasn't, isn't really around. So again, I had to go to Facebook really to uh, find out, you know, if people really interested. And since then, it's, it's, it's grown a lot.
But can I just dig into that a little bit, Chad? Maybe for our audience who are listening who also have a passion for something that they'd like to start earning some extra income from. In terms of, you said you, you kind of went to Facebook to see if people were interested in it. What did that look like in terms of what, what key specifics were you looking for to decide whether this was something that was viable or not? Well, the specifics was, is, you know, I, I had, I wanted to see one, if, if people were interested in flipping motorcycles, you know, and turning their passion into a thriving business. And so I, I ran an ad kind of like that, that, you know, who else wants to be a motorcycle broker and turn their passion into a thriving business? And then people, you know, raise their hand and then they get on, I had a newsletter and I started writing a blog. And, and then people would, you know, start sending me questions and I would, I would ask them, I've done, uh, started the Facebook page more to where I can interact with people. And then, so, um, that's, that's, that's kind of how I started figuring out, you know, that they were actually really interested because people started giving me feedback and saying, you know, and, and reading my stuff and then asking questions and, and taking things from there. Yeah, and that makes makes complete sense. So, I mean, you had a, I mean, starting out, you ran some Facebook ads to see were people interested, which I assume redirected them to an opt-in page for your newsletter. Is that is that correct? Co- correct. Yeah, landing page. Yep. Yeah. So they, they, they get onto your landing page then. Yeah. They sorry. Get on, <laughs> they get onto your landing page. They 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 leave their email address and they're on your list. But yeah. Obviously, you've got to start providing them content for you know a reason for them to stay on your list or they've signed yes. up for something you have to give them information so i'm just interested to to from your perspective as someone i assume i know i'm making an assumption here so please correct me if i'm wrong that wasn't necessarily in that blogosphere wasn't used to blogging and creating content how did you go about kind of getting into that mindset and coming up with content well, you know, you know, that's the one thing about doing what I do. You know, I had a guy ask here the other day, um, he's like, how do I know you know what you're doing? And it's quite simply because you can't go get what I got on the internet. You can't go read a book. I mean, and so how did I come up with the content? I have over 20 years worth of experience. And so I just started blogging about what, you know, like if I started in the business day one, what would you do? You know, and like setting up how I found vintage motorcycles and the, the pitfalls about motorcycle auctions and how, you know, the myths about everybody thinks there's a great deal at an auction. Well, there really isn't. And the only reason, the only way you really know that is if you go and you get your teeth kicked in at an auction more than once. And, that, and that, you know, that's what I did. I mean, I got my, I got beat up. I tell you what. This industry, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, you, you can't get the scars I got having not done, you know, what I've done. So the content was easy because I've made mistakes and I know what auctions are and I know what other people think that, you know, they're these great things. But it was just all the experiences through the years, like what I went through and the training to learn. And so I blog about that stuff. I blog about the the risks that you need to look for and how the auctioneers will run you up. And I mean, this is only stuff that you could get having been in the trenches. And so for me, it's really easy dialogue because again, I've been, I've been drugged through the door. I've, you know, held the cup high and (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, you just can't get the stuff that I've been through. And so, so for me, the content is easy because I've been doing it for 20 years and I'm passionate about it, but I also have made so many mistakes and had so many victories 
that I write about that. And so that's how I come up with the content. And I really put myself in like the driver's seat of being a beginner, like in the beginning, like mm. what, what's my audience looking for? What are the pitfalls that they need to avoid? What are the questions that they have? Like, how do I get started? And once I get started, what are the things I look for when I'm looking at a bike? And how do I know what a bike's really worth? You know, that's a big thing. Like just because a book, I always tell people there's value guides out there, but the value guide doesn't buy the bike. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. You and that's why I tell them, you know, tell the book to buy the bike then. You know, the reality is it doesn't. So it's like, how do you avoid those pitfalls? So I just, I always take those things and those scars that I got. And then I write content about that of maybe how to avoid it or how to get started. So that's how I come up with all that, because I just have an experience that most people have never even done. Hmm. And in terms yeah. of writing the content chat, how did you find that first time out? Writing the content. <laughs> Um, I just, I looked at other people's blogs, uh, as far as you mean, how to write it? No, just in terms of your own personal, how did you find that from perhaps not blogging before to all of a sudden starting to blog? How did you find that process and in getting into it? You know, you just got to really write from the, um, I tried it, like they said, they try to write like how you speak. Uh, I obviously modeled how, uh, you took a look at how other people are doing stuff with bullet points and how to really do the points and, and be pointed about it. But uh, I've been, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem talking to people. So I've been doing that a long time. So I just started really writing again of how I talk to people and just how my, my, how I am. And so I try to bring that out in my writing. And, you know, if I'm very direct with people and I'll, I'll say that on paper. And so I just try to follow a certain format of like, you know, key points I want to make, things I want to, you know, that people should avoid and keep a template there. But really just write how I would talk to him if I was in person. Yeah, and that, that really does come across from, from the blog content that I've read. And I, I, I really love the fact that you do that because quite often you see people try to try to kind of craft their content in a way that doesn't kind of ring true to the persona that you see on some of their social media or some of the videos they put out. And it kind of feels a bit forced. And I, I really love the fact that you stay true. This is me. This is the way I speak. This is how I do business like it or lump it i don't this is it you know and the fact that you have that personality and it shines through and i just think it's something that a lot of people could learn from and just be you and just get your personality across at the end of the day now i know your niche is slightly different to most in terms that it is hyper specific but from a lot of other niches there are certainly plenty of other people out there who can teach what you teach or know what you know who are also giving valuable information the only thing that sets you apart from that is your personality and that seems to get lost at some point yeah you know and that's something i can't say and maybe in the beginning when i was trying to figure it out you know you look at what other people do and then finally it was just like you know like you said you're pushing a string uphill and i said you know this this ain't for me and then i really started um it was a little bit of an evolution and then i just started writing the way like you know i'm just gonna roll with this and this is just how it is <laughs> Cool. So, I mean, from there, um, I mean, it's, you've started a blog, you've started building the following, you've got people sending you questions, which is fantastic. So there, there's, there's interest, there's engagement. So you can probably see from the stats that people are, are visiting your website and your email list is growing. Um, but typically, um, a lot of businesses feel, or a lot of, I suppose, similar businesses, we're in the position, especially we were with, with our football site was, you know, we were given our value for free. 
you know, yeah. how did you actually take steps to figure out, okay, well, this is great, but I can't do this for free. I need to serve people better. How did you monetize? What, 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 what was the thinking process behind that? As far as like moving towards the academy? Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, it was really, you know, one, I'm out in the field all the, all the time doing stuff, but I really wanted to start creating, uh, obviously, some, some time and freedom myself or my family, um, you know, in doing those other things. So it was like, how can I help other people and also create some more freedom for myself while, while helping others? And so, you know, I just, the, again, the idea dawned on me back uh, when people would talk to me and that's how I came about the academy. So I said, you know, I can put this in a, uh, in a format that they can help others because, you know, you, you can only buy so many bikes and do so many things for, for so long. And eventually, you know, you have to, if you want your business to grow, you got to take it to another level. And this was just that other step of getting out there. And, and the real reason behind it, like I said, is because I, I knew that I could help you know, change, help and change, transform people's life with something that um, was, was, was real, you know, like they didn't have to put a blog together for a year or two years to really build it up. It was something that they could get their hands on like today, like they could take a strategy and, you know, buy, buy a motorcycle today and turn around and flip it and make money. And so, um, you know, I created it so I could start to create my own time and freedom in, in with my family because I just started a family here recently. And so that's that's how I really came around to doing it because I saw other people that talked about that, that were, you know, doing uh, online things, helping other people. And th that's really how it came about it. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I can see there's there's the reasoning and there's the kind of, you know, okay, well, this is why I should do it. It's going to give me a bit more freedom, more time with the family uh, and also, you know, a bit more of an income. Um, but how did you come up with the idea of, of an academy, I suppose? And what did you actually put into that academy? Like what, what kind of content? What were the thoughts behind it um, to differentiate that between, let's say, the free content available on your site? Well, 99% of this um, business is, you know, knowing what to buy and for how much, you know, a lot of the other things, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, 90% of winning is showing up. <laughs> and so what I did, what I did in the, it's a nine step module. What I do in the, the academy is, is basically I walk people from A to Z that if you were to you start today, the biggest thing here in the States is, is that you have to be licensed properly. You can only sell so many motorcycles on your own. So it's like, there's only four legal ways to do that. So in the first module, we discussed that and the biggest strategy. And then it's like, you know, how, how do you set up your, your, your network? How do you go for there? So once you know how you want to do it legally, then you got to, you know, set up your relationships and building your network. Because the key is, is like, um, knowing how to set that network up. I mean, I could tell people like, oh, you know, here's you can find bikes here and you can find bikes there. But what the academy, the meat of it really is worth is knowing how to buy stuff and flip it the same day. Because the key to this business is money in, money out. It's one thing mm -hmm. to buy something, but if you sit on it for two months and you don't make any money, how good is it doing you? You know, it's so with the academy, what I show people is how to buy something, one, that's already either pre-sold, so 
that's what I do a lot of times. I buy motorcycles, and before I even buy them, they're sold. I already got an outlet for it. So I think, you know, with the academy, that's how I show people how to set up that network, how to set up the buying relationships, what's hot, what's not, you know, how to do title work and paperwork, and, you know, how to set it up all legally and to where you're not making those buying mistakes like me, how to inspect a bike properly, and, you know, again, how to pre-sell something. It's just all those things all together. Um, and that's, that's what comes into the academy, uh, is, is all those steps of basically A to Z. Because like when I started in the beginning, although I had been in the industry, when you go off on your own, it's a whole different thing. It's now your kit and caboodle. It's now your money. And the, you know, when you're playing poker with somebody else's money, it's easy to go all in. <laughs> but when, when, when you're on, yeah, I hear you, yeah. you know, when you're on your own, it's a whole different ball game. So, um, you know, in the academy, I show them how to avoid all those pitfalls and really just hit the ground running and set up that network of buyers and the toolkit of, of what to buy and all that stuff. That's that's what you get in the academy, plus my personal coaching. Obviously, uh, you know, I, I'm there so that they don't make a mistake. If you're looking at something, it's better to have somebody reel you in and say, hey, let's walk away and buy another day. And if we go back and we research and we find something, we go back and buy it, great. But if not, Hey, no big deal. There's more stuff out there. And that's the number one key to the Academy is it's like, you, you don't have to make the mistakes I made. I mean, I lost thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, there's nothing more gut-wrenching than buying something and being, like you said, getting your teeth kicked in. And then knowing that you have to crawl out of a hole and hopefully get back to where you're going. And that's, that's, those are all the, the you know key ingredients that you miss in the Academy is, is just all that stuff, that step-by-step -step plan on how to turn your passion into a thriving business without all the mistakes that I went through. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's two things there that I really, really like. You know, the first is you break it down step by step, play by play. So essentially, um, it is mapped out there so that, you know, people can go in and yes, they could spend uh, a long time trying to figure it out themselves and make those mistakes. However, you know, you've made them, you've, you've laid it out. So that is, again, is something which is invaluable and actually putting all of your, your content together in an ordered, structured fashion. Uh, and then the second thing which really jumps out, and it's something which Peter Vuk says a lot, another, um, I suppose, another guy in the industry. Um, and he says, you know, good entrepreneurs learn from their mistakes. You know, great entrepreneurs <laughs> learn from the mistakes of others. And essentially, you're giving people that opportunity to learn from your mistakes uh, as such uh, for them to benefit. So, you know, I really like that. that. That's a lot of great stuff there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so that's the whole, you know, the Academy is a nine step module course that will lead you through that with with me personally mentoring you. Sorry about that. My mic went down there for a second. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> my, my mic just completely stopped working for a second. Um, <laughs> right, we can edit that piece out anyway, not to worry. So, I mean, obviously you've got your academy up and running um, and you're getting your, your members in there and you're, you're obviously making you difference. In terms of the shift for you from kind of doing the day-to-day -day in terms of you going out and buying bikes and flipping them, obviously I, I assume you still do that as well. But the shift then to also focus on looking after a community and making sure that they're getting value. What kind of advice would you have for our audience who are looking at maybe putting together some sort of membership program in terms of really making sure that your audience is well looked after? You know, one of, one of the biggest things that I've done here recently is um, 
you know, and a lot of people might already have done this or something, but I really started doing the live uh, videos with, uh, I haven't quite, I haven't gotten on Periscope yet, but I do the Facebook live, which is great. It gives you interact, interaction with the community. I have the private Facebook group, uh, which allows my content to get uh, most, of my, most of my people that are on there. And so that's what I've really done. And when people ask and they reply, I'm just, I've gotten really super active and uh, on my page of asking questions like, what are your biggest questions about the industry? And then replying back to people and posting stuff like, uh, you know, on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have, I have Motorcycle Monday, which is like, hey, post your biggest scores of the weekend. And then on Wednesdays, I have like people can post stuff about what they have for sale. And I really try to, within that community, allow those people that make connections themselves. So that it's not only just about me, but it's like, hey, you guys could find somebody here that you can network with. And this is a global economy. So uh, even, even like in Ireland, man, if somebody has a vintage bike here in the States and there's pipes that somebody needs in Ireland and they're restoring a bike, I mean, stuff is shipped nationwide. So I, I try to encourage that now in my groups, uh, which I didn't have prior, uh, but I've done a lot more hands-on stuff and really letting people know that, you know, I'm there that, to serve them, that this is a community where people can help each other and, and really go on live a lot. And like I said, just on a whim, not announcing it like, hey, I just scored this bike, check it out. And I'm just doing a walk around. And I did that recently. I just bought a bike and I missed something on it. And I pointed it out, went live and showed and said, look, man, even a guy that's a pro misses something. And so uh, that's that's really some of the tools that I've started to use and probably will we'll start to use uh, Periscope uh, here soon as well, because it's a little bit more instantaneous. Yeah. And again, it's it's a that the, a lot of people seem to worry that, you know, when they, they have a kind of behind closed doors uh, approach to content that they have to go super mega in terms of not only their content but the the service they give and everything else but something as simple as just that live interaction on a feed can make a huge difference to your your followers and your audience and it's understanding that that it's not necessarily about how much content you provide but the quality of the content that you're putting out but also realizing that when people buy into something like that and this is something about myself and paul realized very quickly in our early days was that people like the content we were creating but they also liked us and given the chance, they would rather have access to us for 10 minutes than read four days worth of blog posts. Yeah. <laughs> and that was something that we realized that people really just wanted to get to us and have a chat with us and talk to us and interact with us and get some knowledge from us. And that access, even on a small scale, can have a huge impact on your following. And as we know, the dropout rates for online courses and stuff like that is 96%. Now that's for courses. Obviously this is, well, it is a course, I suppose, but it's more of a, a community driven information product, I suppose. Um, but that's the thing that, that dropout rate needn't be so high if you're willing to spend the time in there engaging, speaking, and also creating a community that you're right, as you say, Chad, that when you're not there, they can still chat amongst themselves, make connections, and kind of help each other along in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the one thing I've always tried to do is, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I want to be able to look somebody in the eye and shake their hand. I'm kind of old school type of guy. Uh, and I believe in doing business that way. And so, you know, I just believe in it. You know what I say? I yeah. do. I love and, that. Um, 
that's it's the only way to build it yeah and it's something recently paul i actually spoke to you about this recently i was listening i'm i'm gonna be crazy on gary vaynerchuk at the moment i've been reading and watching a lot of his stuff in my downtime um and one of the, the recent things that he said that really stuck with me and it's it, it, i think it's going to be hard to shake for me that it's resonated so much was how we make our money is far more important than how much we make and having yeah. that, like you just said, being able to look someone in the eye, shake their hand, and know that it's been an equal exchange um, is massive. And being proud of what you've built and not kind of feeling that, oh, I didn't quite deliver there. I feel bad. Not having that, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I agree I, with you 100%. We're getting on for time, Chad, so I'm conscious of that, and I don't want to keep you too long. Um, I do have one big question that I always like to spring on our guests towards the end of yeah. the show. So I'm going to hit it, hit you with it now. In terms of creating your online business that you've done so very well in, um, is there one thing that you've learned over that time that you wish you knew when you started? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always get given out for this question by Paul because we get to the end of the interview and then I hit, hit you with the hard stuff. You know, uh, it's been a long journey, um, and there's just—it's so hard to hit the nail on 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 one thing. Um, I I just I wish I knew how to how to how to put all the content together and, and, and deliver it the way I'm delivering now. But that's all part of the uh, the journey. You know, it's not the desti destination; it's the journey. And so I just. It's tough to say. There's so many things I, I wish I knew, um, but <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that with just one thing, you know? Yeah, no, listen, and that's why it's a tough question. That's why I ask it. Um, I, I just always like to get people's perspectives on, on their, their journey and where they've come from and where they're at now. Um, so I suppose for you, maybe it was a little bit of tech and certainly joining the dots for your community. Would that be? fair to say yeah yeah because you know the motorcycle guy isn't your uh your your most tech savvy guy but i took it upon myself to really learn everything and it's it has been a long journey of three years the tech you know honestly if i could pay somebody to create everything but the reality is is in the beginning you don't know how to create it so you can't you know you pay somebody else to do it it doesn't really turn out how you want yeah. and so the one thing yeah. i did learn you know from the journey is the website that you saw, I created. Um, and over the years, the tools have gotten better, which is nice. I mean, when I first started, um, I'm using uh, Thrive Themes now. That wasn't available. And I created the whole page, and I can do things that before I had to have three different softwares to do. And so um, it would have been nice to have it all in one place then, but I wouldn't be here now without it. So there's a reason for every season. And, you know, I, I don't ever look back on the mud that I trudged through to get to the top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I love that analogy. Absolutely love it. And one more question from me, Paul. I don't know if you have any, but I certainly have one more I want to ask you. There's so much of our audience out there who have a passion like yours, Chad, that they want to turn into something that can generate extra revenue whether it's just on the a side hustle as paul was saying earlier or maybe to become their main business that they can make a living from is there one bit of advice you could offer them in terms of giving them the motivation to move forward yeah you know i've been an entrepreneur really since i was a kid and it's probably just like everybody but you just can't give up i mean you just can't give up 
And that's just it. And you got to do something you're passionate about. I tried to do other things in the past I wasn't passionate about, and it just doesn't work. You got to have some drive because um, you know, there'll be days you just want to quit and always and hundreds of them and thousands. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, you just got to keep forging forward and knowing that if it was simple, everybody else would be doing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll second that. And uh, Paul, I think you'll give that a, a resounding third. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose, I mean, uh, moving on, obviously, we're, we're pretty much at the end of the show. Um, the summer is coming up. Obviously, it's a great time to actually get a bike and to, to do all that stuff and start planning your rides for the summer. Um, have you got any plans yourself? Oh, for the summer? You know, I just, I just branched down into Phoenix here in the United States. I, I opened up a new territory. And so, you know, my my path here is to uh, you keep continuing building my, my territory here and focus on the academy. I have uh, also probably something else I'm going to be opening up, which is more of a vintage um, part. You know, the academy is kind of it focuses. It does have the vintage in it, but it focuses a little bit more on the newer. But uh, I'm yeah. opening up probably another segment, which is just a very beginner's a beginner's book of basically how I started with twelve hundred dollars and how the average basically somebody was broke, busted, disgusted like me could really start out doing this. And so that's, that's my plan here for the summer. Spend some time, uh, obviously, I don't know if you know Arizona, but it gets super hot here in the summer. So uh, it's kind of when people uh, hoard inside because it can get up to 115 sometimes. Ooh. And then um, I'll, I'll wait for that to break. And then I'll, it, but in the fall, it's super great, man. So, um, but yeah, just keep motoring, buying some motorcycles and building the academy, providing good content for people, uh, my Facebook page. And really just continue to provide value like you guys to your audience and, and see where this thing goes. Because in the beginning, I didn't really know how to do that. And I, it, you could tell. And um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to how I'm doing things now and providing for people. Hey, every day is a school day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, Chad, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you on the show today. And I genuinely mean that. It's been great fun having you on. Um, if our audience wanted to reach out and say thank you very much for coming on the show, where can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so you, you can go to the uh, main webpage, MotorcycleBrokerKing.com, or you can check out, uh, be friends with me on Facebook and Motorcycle Broker King and or the Motorcycle uh, Broker Masterminds, which is the private group. So you can uh, get in there. I do a lot of, like I said, content and videos there, and um, we can connect. Instant message me all the time. I'm hands-on, so I, I pretty much reply at all times, so people can, can connect there. Excellent stuff, and we'll make sure to have links to all those in the show notes for you folks so you can go and check out exactly what Chad is up to. Again, Chad, thank you very much, mate, and uh, have a great day. Yeah, Phil, hey, I appreciate your guys' time and having me on. And that was Chad Denke from MotorcycleBrokerKing.com. And a thoroughly enjoyable, honest and open interview, wouldn't you say, Phil? Yeah, again, as we said at the outset of the show, it's a little bit different to the usual guests we've had on of late. And certainly, Chad is an inspiration to anyone who has a passion for a project that they really want to get off the ground and are looking to uh, to make some residual income from that so I, I really think there's a, a lot that people can take away from that even just the the positivity that chad had and certainly the outlook that it is possible and you can do it when you put in some of the hard work and extra extra time i suppose 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, I mean, look, he gave a, a lot of great examples. You've got to be in the trenches. You've got to be doing it. So that, that's one thing which uh, I think we can identify, which there's a lot of people who maybe start online business and, and possibly are, are not practicing what they actually preach. So being in the trenches and doing it, it will translate to your audience. And obviously, Chad has that. He has the experience. He's taken what he is doing. He's bringing it to the online world. And, and interestingly enough, it will be a fair question. Would people actually be interested in this? This is so niche. Uh, do do people actually want to learn how to you know flip motorbikes, or you know you know sell on bikes? Uh, and and he interesting. He pointed out that he used Facebook ads to actually find out if there was an interest, and so he proved that. Uh, and as he openly stated, he's turned that you know passion into a thriving business. That's given him more time to spend with his family, and also given him a little bit you know of a, a more income. Um, so very, very uh, inspirational stuff there, really. Yeah, I mean, in terms of obviously qualifying what he wanted to do beforehand, I thought that was quite good. I mean, a lot of people who would have a passion for a project or a niche will jump straight in and get carried away and, and start creating content and pushing everything out there. It can work straight off the bat because people are looking for it, but taking the time to make sure that you're not jumping in uh, kind of head first without really quantifying the uh the want or from a perspective audience it is really good to see that he took the time to understand that and get out there and see was there really a need for this and do people want to learn what i have to teach yeah and i, I mean there was a couple of things then i suppose once he kind of figured that point out and he got into the blogging world you know um getting to the point with something that he mentioned which i think is quite key so don't ramble on too much not too much waffle particularly in written content we've got a little bit of poetic license here on the podcast i dare argue <laughs> however <laughs> that aside he then also spoke about you know having themes for social shares and how to have you know maybe days of the week for certain topics and we did this and when we were on that football site you know very much people wanted information at the end of the week but we broke that down for ourselves and for our audience to make sure everybody kind of knew what they were going to get. So on the Monday, we talk about goalkeepers. Then Tuesday was defenders. Then Wednesday, we might start talking about possible captain debates. And I mean, all of that is irrelevant. What it does come down to is, though, that his, Chad's followers and our followers of football site, they know each day of the week we're going to talk about a certain topic. It's going to be an opportunity to actually dig down a little bit deeper. And so that can keep you on point for your blog and also keep you on point for your social media, which can be difficult when you're juggling a number of different balls and you've got a lot going on to just um, be constantly delivering value to your audience. And that is that is quite important no matter what niche you actually choose and whether you're full-time or part-time at it. Yeah, well, it also makes it easier to create content, I think. And that's one of the things we found that by knowing what's going out on certain days and giving it a theme that's consistent, it makes it easier for you to sit down and then create that content because there's no kind of umming and eyeing and trying to figure out, well, what am I going to do today? The plan is already in place. So as you said earlier, Paul, for us with the football, it's Monday. What am I doing? I'm doing goalkeepers. And, you know, you go and you, you'd start talking about prospective goalkeepers for the week ahead or it was midfielders or whatever it might be. But having that theme certainly makes it easier for you as a content creator to be able to produce consistent content. And that's something the team that's come up time and time again on the show is being consistent with your content. And once your audience come to expect something, you have to deliver. Absolutely. And like, you know, uh, once you, you've got that there, it also kind of motivates you and kind of keeps you going because you'll see engagement increase. And, you know, you mentioned uh, one, one key thing to chat about the, you know, the social side of things. Um, and basically, you know, replying to, to that social, you know, post or whatever else, that, that's quite key. Uh, and also, um, 
you know, talking to other people within the industry as well. Uh, and also, you know, speaking and replying and, and you know, answering the quests there. And I suppose another thing, even taking that a step further, um, he has a mastermind group set up. And we see a lot of these mastermind groups set up and some do them really, really well. Kim Luna is a prime example uh, and then others not so well. But I mean, the key thing is if you are looking to start a mastermind group, you know, simply the offer of expert guidance free of charge on a daily basis or a weekly basis or a committed period of time that's all you need to commit it doesn't have to be this big large grandiose project that all of a sudden starts consuming all of your time and you actually start forgetting about why you got into it in the first place yeah and another thing chad mentioned also was while he's been out buying bikes he's been also doing some facebook live so showing people what he's looking at in terms of when he goes to check out a bike and even he's been showing them recently he said he bought a bike that he made a mistake he missed something so he jumped on facebook live within his group uh, his closed group and was able to show them a look even i've just made this mistake don't make the same mistake i just did but in terms of being able to show that he's a true practitioner of what he does has a huge knock-on effect to his audience because they can see this is an airy fairy and kind of all theory he puts this into practice he's out there every day as you said paul in the trenches and he's doing it so that does wonders for you and your brand yeah and um like it's 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 a classic case of taking something that is purely offline and bringing it to the online world. We obviously we've seen the success of the the Ubers, of apps, of of bringing people closer to services, but actually being able to teach people how to how to do a niche sort of craft that is, I suppose, niche um, job. That is that is quite exciting. I mean, and look, let's face it, me. What did I know about motorbikes before I went into that interview? The average age of a Harley Davidson driver is 43, and that's only from a case study that I studied in when I'm doing a master's a few years back. Um, my girlfriend on the other case, other side of the fence, she knows a lot about bikes. She's owned bikes and um, <laughs> totally kind of gets that and understands that world. So I suppose what it comes down to is he spotted something which is actually works in the online space or in the, in the offline real world. And he's actually brought that online and it's a passion of his. So that gives him the, you know, the drive to keep going when things get tough. Uh, and, and I'm delighted for him because we can see, but the site's quite successful and, and things are only going to go in one way. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that for, for Chad. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's it. How about having that passion, being able to drag your ass out of bed and get the work done, as Chad said in the show. You know, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of days where it's going to get tough. But once you've got a passion for that project and that niche and that business, you are going to keep going. You will not throw the towel in and ultimately that will lead to the success you're going to get. Absolutely. So if you wanted to check out what Chad is doing one last time, you can catch him on motorcyclebrokerking.com nice and slowly set out there for you yeah and we'll um, make sure paul to stick that in the show notes folks so don't worry about scrambling for a pen if you want to check out chad's site we'll have the links to the show notes and you can get those at content.academy forward slash episode 32 for all of those i nearly couldn't get the 32 out there paul I'm talking very slowly, so <laughs> goodbye. Well, yeah, listen, that's it from us, folks. Thank you very much once again for tuning in. We wish Chad all the best in his future endeavors. And we'll